Hey guys, this is the Max and Tony Show. This week I said we were going to have Mike James on the show, but I messed up. We're going to get him next week. We're going to get him next week. And it's just us, though. You know, he's got a great show up at Adventureland Gallery, 1513 Northwestern. Yes, he does. And it's marvelous. And if you miss the opener, you can make the closer. That will be September 30th. Yeah, if you miss the opener, you miss some good beer, too. Forbidden Root. Yeah. Tighten this up with some Atomic Child beard. Yeah, I can't say we're going to have Atomic Child at the closer. We we might not. We might no, have we'll PBR, probably have, though. We'll probably have a new beer. Oh, okay. So stay tuned. Yeah. What's the next beer? Do you know? I think it's called either Babe or uh, Night Moth. Okay. Babe or Night Moth. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. I'm I'm cool with any of those. Uh, sadly, our pal from Forbidden Root, the the brewer, our buddy uh, BJ Pitchman, is leaving for uh, another enterprise. But, Best uh, of luck to you, BJ. Yeah, what a great guy, man. Yeah. I'm gonna miss him, and he's yeah. a lovely guy. But um, you know, we had the release for Atomic Child beer, and it was great. Yeah, I, I met people from the Atomic. The Bulletin for Atomic Sciences from University of Chicago. That was cool. That's awesome. Yeah, it was like kind of a nice week. We're going to get into a little more of that. Um, I got to meet the great Elwood Reed a few nights ago. We'll talk about that in a little cool. while. Cool. It's amazing the the different people you meet just because beer brings them together. Yeah, absolutely. And, um, you know, the thing that's on my mind this week is... Uh, DACA. DACA. The Deferred Action Childhood Arrivals Act was ended by, uh, um, you know, Tangerine Mussolini. Right, right. And it was sort of um, presented by Jeff Sessions, right? Yeah. He was the guy to sort of present the people that it was ended. Attorney racist uh, in chief or attorney general. Well, yeah. Yeah. I hate who, that fucker. Who cares? He's, he looks like both, such a you know. little kid. He, he should go and back an, to the Keebler elf tree. Yeah, he's, uh You know? He just looks bad. Um, the importance of DACA. Uh, well, it's, explain it, that. Well, it's hypocritical because we are an immigrant country. Right. We are a country comprised of immigrants. Yes. Unless your name is Red Cloud or Sitting Bull or Geronimo. Uh, you don't have any ownership in America. Correct. You know, this this land, if it belonged to anyone, it belonged to the 526 First Nation uh, peoples uh, and tribes that were here when we decided to steal it. You know, I always love when they say, well, Columbus settled America. Oh, you mean they murdered everyone and stole their shit? Yeah. I mean, he's uh, a lot of people don't talk about what our country is founded on and it's well, genocide, on and, genocide and slavery yeah yeah I it's mean, tough to say that it really is and i'm sure there's a lot of people out the thing, there right the, now that don't want to think that absolutely and the thing you really want to do believe is that we are better than our origins you do want to believe right. that the american promise is equitable for everyone and in in your in our worst moments we want to be able to cling to that and doing away with DACA was just contrary and, you know what, wholly un-American. All right. Can I play devil's advocate for just a second? Sure. You know I do not like Trump, and I certainly don't support uh, his action here. But it's not 
you know, he's giving Congress six months to come up with a law that will, you know, decide these people's fate. Now, we haven't had that law. Obama never, you know, couldn't couldn't get that. I mean, you know, obviously Congress needs to uh, write the laws, but in a sense, he's kind of putting pressure on Congress to get their act together and do something for this group of people. But are they going to do something positive for them? I the, mean, the hope is the hope. Yeah. I mean, because you know, the bottom line is this affects a lot of Latin American uh, people in this country, and that's the largest. Uh, group of people that vote, you know. I mean, last time I looked, eight hundred thousand citizens. You know, children who've grown up here know nothing else but this country. Um, what does it say on the Statue of Liberty? The first goddamn thing you see when you come to this country: "Give me your poor, give me your tired, give me your huddled masses yearning to breathe free." That's who we are. Um, that's the way I want to believe we are. That's the the beacon that America has always been. And to turn our back on, on immigrants when our whole history, the whole embroidered, beautiful fabric of what constitutes America is made of immigrants, I think is just contrary to everything that we're supposed to stand for. I agree. It's kind of weird. When I was a kid, you know, you— Listen to school. That's uh, what's what's Schoolhouse Rock. Yeah, and you know you listen to Great America's Melting Pot song. Yeah, and right after I hear that, I think I go to like sixth or seventh grade, and I start to learn the subject of immigration and and the mm-hmm. problems that people have with it. I wasn't and the a- demonizing of immigrants, which which came into yeah. vogue with that confused the Bill me. O'Reilly's, the Lou Dobbs, the Sean Hannity's, sure. the Rush Limbaugh's, all those scumbags. When I know. was a kid, that totally confused me because I thought our country was always about opening arms to new people Absolutely. every day. And it is. It is that. It is about that. And should be and should continue to be. Um, so why are these guys in suits telling us that, you know, this is dangerous, our jobs are in danger? Because there is political currency in it. And racism, and there is a, a, a nobody ever went broke, absolving a large population of the American people of their own decisions. Donald Trump got elected because he convinced a whole white working class that all of their troubles in life was somebody else's fault. Immigrants, Muslims, women, you name it, he demonized them. And he absolved them of the pesky responsibility for their own decisions. And people of color, immigrants, Muslims, women suffer because of that. You know, well I, I hate to wind up on the same side as uh, Rahm Emanuel. Rahm Emanuel. Yeah. But, you know, I am rather happy that he has stood up to Trump for the sanctuary cities. I know it's cynical political manipulation. But yeah, should I? Should at I least play he's the, on the right side of it. Do you want me to play the the clip of him? Yeah, of play him it. Talking? Play yeah. it. Who knew we'd be playing a, a sound yeah, bite? Yeah, who knew I'd be saying <laughs> something nice four. about Ram? Jesus, <laughs> we're talking know. nice about Ram Emanuel. Let's I play have, the clip. I have heart surgery, and all of a sudden I'm being nice to Ram. What the fuck is happening <laughs> to me? <laughs> but I want to emphasize one thing that the alderman uh, noted, the chairman, that I think is very important. And that is that President Trump has talked about ending 
the Dreamers program. To all the Dreamers that are here in this room and in the city of Chicago, you are welcomed in the city of Chicago. This is your home and you have nothing to worry about. Chicago, our schools, our neighborhoods, our city, as it relates to what President Trump said, will be a Trump-free zone. I like that. A Trump-free zone. You know, I, it's it's weird to I find, like that. find myself pulling for... Yeah, but let me say this, man, before you start, you know, switching sides. Oh, no, this is not <laughs> kumbaya. I, I don't know. Until um, he fixes his school, he's still a best. Right. I, I'm kind of weary about him running his new campaign on anti-Trump. Absolutely. I, I, I like it, you know, but... Max, that's after, lame. La- after Laquan McDonald, it's his only move. I understand that, but... Don't, wor- don't worry, Jarevsky will go after him. <laughs> Ho- hopefully he does. Shout out Ben Jarevsky. Shout out Duncan yeah, Robert and Anderson, we- who provided me with this clip, actually. Absolutely. Duncan, he's a great artist in Chicago. And he is, the, he is a great artist and a criminally underrated artist, and he is the Black Knight of Ukrainian Village. Yes, he's a good guy. Him and his, his lovely wife, Yoko, and their gallant dog, Smokey. Smokey. Shout I out, love Smokey. Smokey. Yeah, I love Smokey damn near as much as Huey, <laughs> you know? Oh, um, awesome. Uh, well, I, you know, I, I just don't think... It's, I, his, it's his only play. I get it. it. It's Rahm Emanuel's only play. I get it. And you know what? It will get him reelected. It um, will. I mean, I'm looking out there at... Who are the candidates right now? Who the fuck knows? Yeah. I don't even know that anybody's declared, you know? I mean, there's this... Myopia about Chicago politics, where you get stuck with one guy for 22 years. We you should know? focus on the governor race. Actually, we should probably. Oh, well, runner's done. Yeah, we should. We should yeah. get him out of office first. He's oh, next, worry. right? You know? And they should get Madigan out. Sure. You know, Madigan. You know, every time I think of you know how disastrous Ronner has been, and he has been. Um, Ronner's the other shoe in that equation. I mean, he, yeah, or, definitely. Or, or, I mean, Madigan is definitely oh, oh. the other side of that coin. He's just as big of a problem, and he's everybody's corrupt. You know. Yeah. Um, what do you think of his daughter? I would feel much better about her if she indicted her father. <laughs> what about what about his daughter? I, I really Lisa don't. Lisa Madigan. She's state's attorney. Oh, Lisa. Oh, yeah. Okay. I think I she, mean, she's and, done a pretty good job. I believe. Yeah. I mean, and and. You know, I've actually been in her company, and she seems like a delightful person. I thought you um, meant Bruce Bruce uh, Rauner's no, daughter. No, Sorry. no. Sorry. I, I, and you know, I'm. I don't ever go after politicians' extended family. You know, uh, I never go after their kids. I never go after. Yeah, I've been seeing some weird stuff on, uh, you know, Donald Trump and like him having a crush on his daughter and. That stuff's just not funny to me, man. Like I, it's just gross. Yeah, I, I think <laughs> like, it's really I think just it's, gross. It's playing in the mud, you know. Yeah, and, but but honestly, they're public figures now. Ivanka and Eric oh, and they're, Donald they're, Jr. They're that's, free. That's true. They're free game for sure. Yeah, but, yeah. I mean, the minute they started working at the White House and collecting a government yeah. check, okay, they're no longer private people. I had a guy once. Um, call me when I was writing for New, New City, and he said, uh, "Hey, I have the uh, I have the four one one on this politician's kid, 
And I said, look, I'm, not, the kid I'm not interested. Um, I can't tell you because then you'll know who it is. Oh. You know? <laughs> um, but I said, I'm, I'm not interested. The kid's not a public figure. You know, and I never liked when uh, when politicians go after each other's family members. I just think it's ugly and it's small. It's weird. I and believe me, this particular politician, I had enough ammo, you know, right. enough ammunition to express what I did not like about that person's policies. Um, where you don't you don't involve the kids, you don't attack the family. That's like that's Trump shit. You know, that's it's just kind of weird. Shit they do. You know, I, I'm just not into jokes about incest. I'm like, no, it's just I weird, man. To, I fail to see how they're funny. I'm looking you know? at it. And I'm just like, ha, but not, yeah, but not really. This is. I mean, am, just am I am I happy that uh, you know Ivanka Trump is dictating some public policy? No, I'm not. I mean, she was a really pretty good handbag designer, and should probably stay in right. That kind of a job. Uh, I mean, I'm just so unhappy with the whole bucket of maggots that Trump brought with him, you know. Sessions. Um, and this guy is the new chief of staff, this general. This guy eventually is going to run for his life, Who? you know. But in the meantime, Rom will continue to make himself look good, uh, contrasting his values with Donald Trump's. Well, duh. You know, I mean, you you can make Jack the Ripper look good, cast it, <laughs> contrasting your values with Donald Trump. Right. Trump's, you and know? you're talking about John Kelly, right? Yeah. The new guy. Okay. Yeah, who seems... He looks evil. Just He looks evil, but... Kind of like the rest of Trump's staff. But on the face of it, he seems at least fairly sane, you know? And frankly, I mean, we, I kind of miss Scaramucci. <laughs> the mooch. <laughs> the mooch. But you, you want a couple of sane guys in there. You want the voice of reason in, you know, I think the only get, Yeah, I think they only get to be in a Trump cabinet or inner circle by accident. I mean, I, I think he looks for the biggest squirrels he can find, you know? Yeah. I mean, Jeff Sessions was denied a federal judgeship. You know, years before, uh, you know, Trump elevated him to the most powerful law enforcement entity in the American government. Jefferson Beauregard Sessions yeah, I mean, III. Yeah. He just, you know, drips of Southern yeah, racism. Exactly. And <laughs> Precisely. What's his, what's his middle name? Jeff Regard. Jeff Beauregard. Yeah. It's like. Jefferson. Jefferson Beauregard. Jefferson Beauregard Sessions. Such a pretentious middle name. Beauregard. And what's with the fucking ears? It's like. I'm telling you, he looks like. Dopey from the Sims. He looks like a little kid. He looks like a little kid with an old man filter on him. He's a Keebler fucking elf. Yeah. He looks he's like, the one who makes the poison cookies. He might looks he looks like he still trick or treats. Yeah, he probably with a shotgun <laughs> for southern comfort, you know? I mean, uh I I'm I'm just He looks like such I'm a little just kid. so discouraged by the state of uh the people who who govern us. Right. Hopefully you know it's I mean? not that long. It's all about those midterm elections, guys. I think that's where we need to concentrate. Yeah. Yeah, we got to slaughter them there. I mean, you know, I'm I'm so, you know, it's weird. On Facebook, people are still fighting the Hillary fight, 
Well, Hillary was really screwed over by the Bernie people. It's like, really? Oh, did, did yeah. Did you see the excerpts she, from her book? She's writing a book, right? Yeah. yeah. I've seen some of this. Oh. You know what? I'm I'm scared to death that she's going to try to get another bite at the apple. I'm hearing she wants to. She's out of her fucking but mind. But she's also slowly know? messing the left up, I feel like. I feel like she's dividing us. Yeah. Because um, there's still some, you know, Hillary's not the only bitter one, you know, about this election. I mean, what, we're bitter I'll tell you ourselves. Who I'd like to see. Oh, I'm incredibly bitter but, about this. But I mean, there's some. I've there's never some, been more cynical about uh, the political future of yeah. this country than I am now. But there's some people in the Hillary camp that just want to blame the Bernie supporters, you know, and it's just. That's horseshit. If anything, the shoe's yeah. on the other foot. Debbie Wasserman Schultz and the Democratic organization. They fucked Bernie to the wall. Yeah, Chris, did she say something uh, in her book about it? I I can't. She I didn't did. read anything. Yeah, part of it was that she. Um, blamed... Wah! I didn't get to be president. <laughs> Wah! I think that's most of it. She I'm blamed. Sorry, she fuck bl- you. She blamed the whole uh, crooked Hillary narrative on Bernie that he kind of started that during the primaries and that Trump ran with it afterwards. Which... Uh, so she didn't do anything. She just. Yeah. <laughs> how did so how do you become crooked you know how do you get labeled as as crooked you know i don't i don't know i, I can see well, that the thing to a is, degree is that the, the, minute, the minute you imply that a she was not a great candidate b she ran a for shit campaign horrible and um, she blamed uh joe biden a lot for a lot of it right yeah and she's in she's in you know Always, when she was running, she had this air of, "Well, it's my turn." Well, no, fuck you. You got to win the. Uh, you have to win the presidency. And the thing was, I mean, I had I had to vote for her. You know, I mean, she was the leper with the most fingers. Um, well, but we 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 were all Bernie backers bef- before. Absolutely, yeah. But oh, for yeah. her to blame and- Bernie is just such. Utter horseshit. Well, and you know? know what? These are excerpts from. So you're not yeah. seeing it in the context well, of the book. And maybe she's right. just maybe she's just analyzing why she lost. You know, she she brought up the. the well, the name the, of the, the book is "What Happened." It's yeah. like, what happened? <laughs> what happened is you were a shitty candidate and nobody liked you. And you um, know what? It's a shame because she was a damn good senator. She was a, a, a really good Secretary of State. She should have just stayed there. You know, I mean, t- you know, I. I think I think Hillary not um, being supported all the way is sort of it sort of speaks to how much information we can access now and you know all this information yeah. about her you know it, it was up for grabs exactly and it did not paint a very flattering portrait yeah and, it, um, it was for every politician to grab and there was a certain discomfort that people had checking her name off. To vote, yeah. The minute, and you know, the minute you say it on Facebook, she was a lousy candidate. It's like, oh, you're a misogynist. You hate women. Horseshit. Yeah, you know what? no, that's <clears throat> not true. I would have gladly voted for Jennifer Granholm, for Senator Elizabeth Warren, right? Barbara Boxer, Diane Feinstein. I mean, there are any number of really great women candidates. Yeah, and I'm sure that, um, you know, I'm sure there was a a, a sexist. Um, I'm positive there was party involved teams. that didn't want to vote for her. I'm Bro, sure that I had, I had some guys, some Teamsters, that would drive me home from the set of Patriot, and they'd go, "I can't vote for Hilliot for Hillary." It's like voting for your ex-wife, right? And, you know, there was that perception out there. Um, yeah, but it, 
I I would love to squash that and just say really like I think the majority of the people didn't view it as you know she was a female candidate. They viewed it as she was a shitty candidate. Yeah, and that she was she was Hillary. Exactly, you and know? and she thought it was just her turn. Yeah, I'd like to see this this other senator Tulsi. What is her name? Chris, do you know her name? I think it's uh, no, Tulsi Gabbard. I would like to see Al Franken and Gavin Newsom. <laughs> get get run. her name right before you, before well, you start it, plugging I, her. I, 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 no, no, but I'm I mean, she's sensible, she's smart, and right. she's not afraid of these assholes. Right. Okay. You know, I mean, these guys now, this is a gang. You know, the Republican Party and the Trump... Uh, the Trump presidency, this is a gang. This is uh It's always been a gang. This is a mob. It's always know? been a mob though. Not like this. It's just you know? more blatant now. You know, a bunch of guys and a bunch of fuckheads in polo shirts and tiki torches, you know, shouting uh giving Heil Hitler salutes. Yeah, it's that's like that's just assholes, twisted, you know. And the cops protecting him. You know, I mean, you saw that one. That picture is going to go down in the history of time of that black police officer protecting these white racist Confederate flag yeah, Nazi I mean, flag really, waving really uh, hate group. Like, what a shameful day for America! What a great you know? picture to show. Yeah, you know, just what we're going through today and and our history. But wow, it's it's scary. It's a scary time, and I still I've talked it is. about and you it. You know what? With the one thing you and I agreed upon when we started this was we weren't going to dwell a lot on politics. No, yeah, but you're it's right. like after after this DACA thing, after they took away the Deferred Action Childhood Arrivals Act, I, I'm just so appalled, and, yeah. and really kind of ashamed to be an American. Yeah, you know, it's it feels like. Your sister, it feels like we're lying. Your sister, my daughter, has been getting educated in another country for the last four years. Yeah. And you know what? She could not have been treated better. And it's more affordable. Yeah. How's actually, that? Actually, the we, plane ticket, actually, the we tuition. Saved, we saved money on, on that, her going to school yeah, in Italy. That you know? costs less than my American education yeah, to be a yeah, selfish actually, filmmaker. It did. <laughs> no, no. But, no, I'm, but, I, all jokes aside, but it's, but it's more affordable. When I think of just how well I've been treated in other countries and how kindly I've been treated in other countries, shouldn't we at least extend that, you know, that welcome? Right. You know, I'm, yeah. I'm just so sick of uh, the tr- the Trump crowd and that whole crowd. This has been Trump is a symptom. This has been building this way since Ronald Reagan, um, with their distrust of uh, immigrants and foreigners, and it makes us more alone in the world, and it, it makes us a very lonely entity. Yeah, and I, I was gonna say, it feels like we're lying as a country. I mean. Everything, absolutely. Like I said, until I got to seventh or eighth grade, I thought we were a country that just took in everyone because we prided ourselves. As we on, should. No, when we should, no question. But that's that's a weird reality check as a thirteen year old to be like, wait, these people are a problem when we're coming to the country. Yeah. And I had to ask you guys, and we had to talk about it. And I remember we had this long conversation just about immigration and how the world viewed it or how our country views it a lot yeah. of you know countries view it differently but it's so weird yeah you know we're gonna take a break and listen to some steve earl meet me in the alleyway
venture off into sports. Yeah, I heard that there's a big trade. You're there's a big trade. About. Well, I want to, I want to give a big uh, shout out to Tracy McGrady. He just made the Hall of Fame. He's a great player. So, congratulations, Tracy. Way to go, Tracy. Yeah, but there is a big trade. Or you know what? The trade actually was official last week, but it's been a whole month of back Kyrie. and forth and Kyrie Irving for Isaiah Thomas. Jay Crowder, who's a really good defender, he's going to be great with LeBron, and a 2018 pick that belongs to the Brooklyn Nets, and we all know the Brooklyn Nets suck, so yeah. that pick is going to be good. Even when they're good, they're always a bridesmaid. Yeah. They're never the team. I think it's weird, you know. That extends back to when they were the New Jersey Nets as well. <laughs> They've just never really been good. They made the finals like two years in a row, like in well, the early two thousands. Jason, Jason Kidd, uh, yeah. and, and Richard Jefferson, and I mean they've Kenyon had Martin. good players, but they've never really built a team around them. Right? No, no. I, I, I think um, what's going on now is uh, they were kind of talking about it. Um, you know, a lot of athletes don't look at big market cities anymore. They look at really franchises that have a good culture and will help win so a lot of people look at the spurs a lot of people look at now the lakers because magic johnson's That's running really that. interesting because they used to go for big market teams right the right Knicks, the bulls yeah. the lakers yeah well well the bulls never got anyone because um uh we're so cheap yeah we could probably get a lot more talent if we opened up our wallets but then again i think we've been smart Sometimes as the Bulls, I well, think... I mean, they spent the money to get Dwayne Wade, you know, which I think was a really good trade. <laughs> well, they signed him for forty-eight million, and he did that kind of to screw Pat Riley. He yeah. sort of, he sort of did. And that we're all for screwing Pat Riley and his fucking hair product. Yeah, right. It, it was also as a fan, it was fun to see him in a Bulls uniform. It was, it sure was. It sort yeah. of was. Yeah, I enjoyed it. Yeah. So what do you, what do you guys think of Pac Scar? Oh, they're done. Um, you know what I. Sh- Someone, someone. Uh, I was going to save this question for the end of the show, but I'm just going to read it since we're on the subject of sports. Uh, my buddy Tyler Garza just asked me something, and I I'll bring this back to to Garpax while while we're on this. But he goes, even though the Bulls are expected to be trash, how bad does the team have to be for Hoiberg to get fired? Or is he safe no matter what? Yeah, what does Hoiberg so, get a picture of Paxson Fred with a Hoiberg, or something? Fred Hoiberg is is <laughs> Fred Hoiberg is I mean I'm serious. It's like <laughs> oh, it's man. like it ain't fucking yeah. working. Fred Hoiberg you know? is Gar Foreman's guy. Right? Did so, you see the thing in the paper this morning? Jimmy Butler admitting, you know, him and Hoiberg just didn't mesh. Did, I didn't see that, but I'm not surprised. Why didn't we keep Butler, get rid of Hoiberg, and make Boylan the fucking coach? Because to to them, Hoiberg is still untapped potential. His offensive no system shit has never been. Yeah, it, will it ever get tapped? <laughs> yeah, he, um, you know his offensive system. It just hasn't met the right um, personnel yet. So now we have Chris Dunn. We have this new uh, rookie from Finland, Markin. And I just read this laughable article. It was like. Uh, Butler trade being eased by uh, Markinen's play in, in in the Euro League. It's like, yeah, in the yeah, Euro, the Euro League. League. Welcome to the NBA, uh, asshole. Yeah, Boom. Seriously. Whitley catches the first elbow in the face. Yeah, you know? seriously. 
I mean, the EuroLeague, look, they've, they've put some very good players yeah. over here. You know? I'll say this. If Hoiberg has a really bad record out the gate, like say he's, he's like only won eight games by Christmas or something. Or, you think um, they'll can him? They'll can him. But that, that, that fucks up the whole year. You know no, what I mean? No, the year is the the whole year is is tanking. It's so obvious we're Jesus we're Christ, trying to get it's already good, fucking over. It hasn't it's even started over. yet. Oh, it's over. We're we're taking the model of the 76ers and uh the Lakers for the past 2 years. We're we're trying to we're trying to tank. We're trying to get good picks. The next time you guys want to talk about Bulls basketball, yeah. <clears throat> we need to get Nate Otto in here cuz Nate oh, is yeah. Yeah. Bulls, well, just a basketball fan. He's a freak. Yeah, yeah I, I, I can talk about the NBA for like twenty four hours or yeah. until I fall asleep. So can Nate. Oh, I know, yeah. I know. You should, you should see Max watching uh, a basketball game. He used to stand on the couch. He'd have his hands on his head and he'd be screaming at the fucking TV. But you need to understand, this is when Derrick Rose was MVP, and this is when we had a chance of actually winning. They needed me. I, I've it's got frightening, a- <laughs> though. Your head, your whole head turns like red, like a tomato. They need, yeah. like- they need that, though. I, I've got a decent little bull story. My ex-wife and my oldest daughter love to talk about how during uh, um, the fourth title, I climbed up the electric pole and illegally hooked up our cable just so we could watch the games at home. Good man. <laughs> That's awesome. I knew you had some larceny in you. Was we that against, was that against the that Sonics? Out. Yeah, yeah, I think it was yeah. the Sonics. Yeah. That's cool, man. Yeah, wow. you know, Clyde Drexler made the mistake of saying he was, you know, he was going to contain Jordan and la la la. That was when that was when he was on the Blazers. Yeah. Oh man. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus. Yeah, I I think I think before the the rings happened, I think wasn't like Clyde and Jordan were kind of pretty close as as like as athletes like Not I, I know Jordan time. was better yeah. but well, I think Clyde a lot of people a, tried Clyde to compare was a Clyde. great player but he does not compare to Michael Jordan. Not at know. all. And nobody has Jordan's drive to win. No. Oh, he was nobody. insane. No. Nobody. No. And and that's the right word insane. I mean all that, of the amazing was, stories is, I've heard. Yeah. If they know. ever get a movie on that guy, they're just not going to do it right. <clears throat> they're going to mess it up. He needs a mini series. He needs eight seasons. He's Babe Ruth. He's, yeah. you know, um, he's Muhammad Ali. He's he is those guys. He's yeah. There are players, and then there are, you know, icons and giants who yeah. well deserve to be. LeBron James is pretty fun to watch, though. I didn't, you know, I used to go through my. I like phase him better I now. Like him. I hated him when he went to Miami. I think everyone did. You know, but uh, I do. I think he's that guy who carries that city of Cleveland on his shoulders, you know? Yeah. And, uh, you know, it's a shame. I really wanted to see him and Kyrie do some more damage. I really like that combination. Well, then came Golden State, my friend. Dude, why do you like Golden State? I like Durant. I like you Curry. Don't, no, you don't. <laughs> no, you don't. <laughs> I like Stephon Curry. I like, I, I just yeah. like that. You know, they were supposed to get steamrolled uh, by the Cavs, and they didn't. You're kidding me. No, they were heavy favorites to win. Well, everybody's LeBron, 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 you know. <laughs> Fucking sick of LeBron, you know. They, like, they, I'll tell you what, the Golden I, State I, Warriors— Full while admitting, he's a great player. You I know, mean, LeBron, each time he's faced the Warriors, he's been the underdog in every—even the first time, because the first time he came in without love— and Kyrie got injured the first game, so it's just him. 
Mm-hmm. The fact that he won those two games is miraculous. Then they come in the one where they won it, where uh, the Golden State Warriors beat the Bulls' record. Yeah. They weren't underdogs then. They, Golden State was heavily favored to win that, too. Yeah, but in the Midwest, everybody was all Cavs, Cavs, Cavs. No. Man, you should have you should have been at the places I was at, man. Everyone was saying Golden State. I, really? I just don't. Where, where, where did you go? Where did you watch the game? Everywhere. Dude, guys, my, do, my dad doesn't follow the NBA. I'm sorry. He doesn't know I watched... the power and caliber of Kevin Durant. When they added him, they added a monster, man. Yeah. Yeah, and you hated him. Smiling, you hated him for leaving uh, Oklahoma City. And I mean, I don't blame the guy. The guy wanted a ring. He wanted to win. So why do you hate LeBron for leaving Cleveland? Because he went to Miami, <laughs> and I hate Pat Riley. I can't stand him. Oh, that's you know, oh, it doesn't make smug sense. little goof Irish guy with a greasy hairdo. You know, oh, he is so greasy. I'll, yeah, we'll can, I mean, when he's on yeah. TV, I don't. I want to wipe the fucking screen off. We'll, we'll, you know? <laughs> he's a great coach, though. You, oh, of course, you he's a give great him that. coach. You know, yeah. I'll, okay, I'll say this, man. But you know what? He ain't Phil. You know? Oh, he's not Phil. No, Zen Master. I Nobody love is. Phil. I love Phil. How many rings Phil got? Phil. He's he has thirteen. He has eleven as a coach. He has yeah. two for the Knicks. Just start putting them he on was, his he toes was now. he was bench riding that first Knicks one, but he'll he'll be the first to tell you that. And he learned a lot from Red Holzman while he was on that bench. So Yeah. But he was completely uh in the game for his second ring. So he, he got his he got his oh, ring. Phil Jackson was a great player and a great coach. Yeah. A lot of people hate him because he was a disaster with the Knicks. Uh Anybody would have been a disaster. With I the agree. Knicks. That goes through the fucking cr- ownership. You, you know what's that crazy? guy's a lunatic. James Dolan. Yeah, I I gotta say, man, he's a they, huge. He's they a colossal were, asshole. I've read a lot of comments, and they I don't know if someone's copying, pasting like the same comment over and over again. Yeah. But everyone is saying the Knicks were a dumpster fire even before Phil took it. I believe Absolutely. that. Absolutely. Yeah. Look, guys, look, I'm not going to be in denial here. Well, Isaiah was a disaster I, too. Yeah, I mean, you I'm know, a huge like, Phil Jackson fan. He did a bad job with the Knicks. I think I can say that. But you know, I I, I don't think he to place, had the latitude he needed to, to do anything with the Knicks. To place full blame on him to and and just not, you know, point any fingers at Carmelo Anthony, the yeah. guy who's on the court, is ridiculous to me. Um, I think it was. A, I think the Knicks problems is a factor of a lot of things. It's not, and it wasn't just Phil Jackson. Phil yeah. Jackson definitely didn't help anything. I'll finally admit that. I don't but, really think he hurt so much no, either, he, though. You know what I mean? He didn't. He didn't. Yeah, he he hurt him a little. Uh, if he hurt him, he how, if he didn't hurt them, that's a lie. He he hurt him. How hurt much him. would you love to see Phil come back to Chicago? I would love that, but coach the Bulls. Oh, you know, I I would I I want to see Jerry Phil, Reinsdorf throw forty million. Bucks I want to see Phil end. Better on a better note than he did with the Knicks. I'll say that. I want to see the triangle you know, work again. You know what? Because people City. are saying the triangle's dead. Oklahoma City. Maybe I don't. I'm I, serious. You know, I don't know. He would he, he would have some resonance there. That's a weird thought, but yeah, I, it's it's an interesting. Don't thought. count them out. Don't count them out. They're they're okay. They're going to be in there for a long time. Them well, they just the, picked up Paul George, so they'll be good. And, you know, everybody keeps saying the Timberwolves, but it's like they they all have more faith in Thibodeau than I do. Well, Thibodeau, um, 
I mean, he might have all those guys, you know, in casts before yeah. uh, <laughs> before they even yeah, get on the court. Yeah, because he should be teaching shop somewhere, you know. <laughs> like, oh, he looks like a pissed-off shop teacher. Or, or, <laughs> serving meat at a yeah, deli. Yeah, exactly. He my, looks like a butcher. You my, know? Old, my old roommate, Chad, and I, we used to imagine him just in a room surrounded by empty pizza boxes and yeah. videotapes <laughs> yeah, of yeah. ass games. Yeah. <laughs> oh, shit. Oh, girl, ice, ice, do that. Ah, ah. He sounds yeah, I mean, like the Bengals. He does. Man. He he burns through the starting five like a fucking forest fire. One hundred percent. Look yeah. at all the players he's had in the. I past. mean, I'm really angry about the, the Derek Rose injury. Derek Rose, Joakim Noah, Luol yeah. Deng. He finished off Rip Hamilton, Kurt Thomas. Uh, who were the other old guys? He finished Nazir Mohammed. He, Not that he had anything left in the tank, but I mean, he. I mean, he's he, the leading cause of death guys. among basketball players. <laughs> you know. Yeah. Uh, where did Taj wind up? The Timberwolves. No shit, really. <laughs> Me and my friend were joking so hard. He was just like. Well, it's time to end my career. <laughs> it's like because you know, yeah, yeah like exactly. He's, he's gonna play heavy minutes, man. Yeah, oh, of course he is. Oh, well, we saw him at Barney's yeah. one day when I was in there getting gift certificates, and Oshkan went nuts. I love Taj. Yeah, shout out Taj Gibson. You know, when we the... were on Chirac, every chance he got, Spike reminded everybody Taj Gibson's from Brooklyn. He also <laughs> reminded Michael Jordan was born in Brooklyn. Yeah. I had no idea. Yep. That's cool. Should we move on from sports? Yeah, we, we should. Yeah, uh, I think we, we got know, a good we got amount. some burning desires. Uh, burning some burning desires. questions. Yeah. I think you had a shitty parenting part two story of some sort. Uh, yeah. I was thinking about um, my further adventures in shitty parenting. Okay. And uh, the fact that you were incredibly horrified that I kind of felt the need to tip everybody. Yeah, you tip everyone. I tip the busboy because the busboy works hard. The busboy is fine, dude. That's the restaurant, you know? You you tipped you tipped the Kinkos guy. When? When? Okay, so we were I was in 5th grade. I had to make a copy of this uh project or something and i needed to go to kinko's oh on and South they had Port. to collate it and put yeah. it in a folder so, and shit like that yeah for yeah you. yeah i'm so you you know i was only 10 so you walked me there it was like a couple blocks away you walked me there and you don't know what the hell you're doing with this machine you're like oh oh and you Fuck look no, at this that's guy why there's a guy working in kinko's <laughs> you look at this mildly stoned dude with a ponytail <laughs> yeah he was high as fuck <laughs> he's like <laughs> he was high as fuck you go man. hey uh Hey, uh, kid, come over here. <laughs> I, I asked him to help us collate your like, report because well, it had charts and graphs and all yeah, this other what, what shit I, I didn't understand. He's like, what can I do for you, man? Yeah. He gets everything done within like two minutes. It's like He pressed a button. <laughs> that so was I, it. So I gave and, him a dub, you know? <laughs> we're walking out. No, no, you didn't just give him a dub. You did it very dramatically. We're walking out. And you turn, you did like a double take, and you you just walk back. You're like, I have to do it. Like, y- your body language is just saying, like, I got to do this. And you're walking up, and you go, hey, I just want to say I really appreciate everything you did for me tonight. And uh, why don't you get yourself something nice? And he, you, 
you grease them as if you're Jimmy Conway at Kinko's. You grease them. <laughs> oh, man. And Max. You turned around. Yeah, you know what? Your mother <laughs> sent me up there with him and said, you're going to finish you had a, putting this report you had together a, for me. You had like a one. duster on, too. So when you turned around, it like did this really epic like flap. So you, yeah. <laughs> you're walking off. <laughs> You know, just grease the guy, and the guy's, like, looking in his hand for, like, a stone-cold 30 seconds, and then he just looks up, and he's like, huh, and just walks away. Well, you'd think he'd never seen a $20 bill before. It's like, well, you, the, you don't hey, you tip saved me the Kinko's mom. guy. Okay, okay, maybe you don't tip the Kinko's guy, but he saved me so much bullshit, you know? Yeah, if I right. would have had to figure out how to put your whole report together with all the charts, the graphs... Remember this? It was. It, it was, wasn't. It wasn't. No, it was just. We just, dude, and shit. we needed to make copies. It wasn't like he. We needed to put together the project. We needed copies. It was it. That was it. It was still more than I could handle. You know. And well, I thought, hey, if that you know guy what? is twenty bucks, figures this out. If the, I wonder if that guy is is still out there. You know, I wonder could, what his name he is. He could very well be there. <laughs> what did he buy with that $20? I'm thinking he probably bought a one-hitter. You know? Probably bought a one yeah. yeah. Should we should we get in the questions? Yeah, they're burning questions. Burning questions to yeah. be asked. Uh, go with yours first. Uh, I, I, okay, well, I address, my, I address my Bulls one. I'll just, I'll, I'll say it again. Hoiberg will be fired by the end of the season. That was that was kind of the answer well, to my first question there. You know, and uh, my uh, one burning question was from Wit Spurgeon. Uh, Wit's a, a guy I know from 30 years ago, and he lives in L.A. now. Wow. He's like, on the average, how long does one of my artworks take to complete from beginning to end? You know, someone asked me that yesterday. You know what? I wish I could give one easy answer. It's like... Some of them take three or four days. Some of them take three or four weeks. Some of them take ten days. It's uh, you know, it depends on the journey. Um, I hate yeah. to sound you know like goofy about it, but uh, that's it. It depends on how much I know. It depends on what I'm making. Um, yeah, I mean, you know, like I- I'm making all these things about Rust right now, so I'm always feeling like it was never my hangout. So I've ha- I've had to learn a lot yeah well i feel like uh you know i think i think i've seen you work on i i think maybe two two and a half weeks is the very longest you've ever spent on like for smaller things yeah you know for the great big things yeah you know a lot longer well yeah i mean the bigger i mean the bigger things are always going to take more time but i'm talking about like and usually that two and a half weeks is due to like we just have other things going on. Exactly. Just more and having going to kn- on. and having to know more, right? You know? Yeah, and like actually, usually sometimes that'll be multiple attempts because yeah. I'll screw it up two or three times first. So uh, our next question is: uh, When did you realize you wanted to be an artist, and why? And this comes from uh, uh, why uh, <laughs> comes from why on Twitter, yeah. Is it- let me see. You know, we tweeted it, and uh, and I'm actually shocked that, that people actually wrote in with questions. Is that really know? their name? Why? Yeah, it just oh. says why. Why? You know? So uh, I think I realized I wanted to be an artist when I was a little kid. I started drawing when I was about five years old. And when I was six and seven, I started drawing birds and naked women. And 
they sent me to the shrink because of the naked women, and uh, I continue to like drawing birds and naked women <laughs> and many other things. Um, but yeah, I knew from a very young age that was what I wanted to do. I didn't, I didn't ever think I was going to make a living at it. And then in my mid twenties, I got very fortunate, and uh, you know, I kind of, I kind of stumbled into having a career. So, yeah. So, what are the cool. burning questions you got, <laughs> dude? I'm out. Yeah, I'm out. We did, we did this, we did do this last kind of last minute. So, yeah, I, what, yeah. I'm looking for yours. I, I can't. Was that your only burning question? That one and uh, the one from uh, Steve Jesus. The one from Steve Jesus. Yeah. What was Steve Jesus? Did we already address that? Oh, something about marijuana. Oh, uh, well, maybe I can cover that. I'm thinking better you than me. Yeah. Um, I'll take it from here. Okay. Hang on. Oh, why don't I get a shout-out from Max? Oh, Steve Jesus gets a shout-out yeah. is And our pal Steve Swanson, who used to be the producer of my radio show when I worked on commercial radio, he just got married. Congratulations. Yeah. yeah. Steve he Jesus. Married a, he married a lovely woman, and uh, I got to send him a... Uh, uh, a wedding present, some yeah. artwork, because he's sending you some edibles. Oh, he's sending me some. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Hey, hey, Max. The space yes. worms and shit. <laughs> There's yeah. at least one, if not two, questions uh, on Facebook. Oh, on right, Facebook right, right, right. Okay. What are your Facebook questions? Yeah, question from my uncle Brian, Brian Garrahy. If Tony Fitzpatrick was made president of the United States <laughs> oh, shit. tomorrow, which Game of Thrones character would he select as his vice president? Uh, probably Cersei, because she's got all the fucking dragons. That's Danny. Danny's got the dragons. Oh, no, that's right. Danny, Daenerys. <laughs> uh, she would be my vice president. Okay. Okay. She's also kind of tasty, you know. She's kind of beautiful. Uh. Um, but, you know, Cersei is like... Uh, I like Cersei, too, because, Max, I know you don't watch Game of Thrones, but the end of last season, she muggled Corleone half a fucking town just to get the 11 assholes she was after. Boom. She had this stuff called wildfire, right? And blew up like a cathedral-looking thing because there were seven or eight assholes in there that were bedeviling her, including this religious hypocrite named the High Septum. Bang! Took them all out in one. It was like the baptism in the Godfather, you know. You're you're talking about Game of Thrones. Yeah, man, dude, it, I'm just never gonna know. <laughs> no. I'm, I'm, Tony, I'm, I'm right there with you. Yeah, yeah, that's exactly. Also in that exactly. Same part. That's when her son. Because she does the coolest thing. She pours herself a nice glass of red, walks over to the window, and all the way on the other side of town, it happens. The thing blows, uh, the the septum cathedral thing blows the kingdom come. And it blows so high that the big bell from the tower falls down and kills some poor asshole who's trying to run away. Boom! You know? That's That sounds cool. Um, Max, you we would love this. Dude, I'm, we haven't really talked about what shows, I mean, we talk about Game of Thrones, but we haven't really talked about like what we watched this year. I watched Goliath and I yeah. loved it. You know, Billy Bob Thornton, man, that guy can do no wrong. Wasn't that wasn't that a year ago? 
I I feel like this was a year ago, ago. and you've been talking about it for. And and I'm not. And I'm not mad. But this is how much you love the show. To come back, okay. Is Goliath an Amazon show? It's an Amazon show. Yeah, yeah. you love this show, yeah. man. You've been talking about it for you. Every time you bring it up, I'm like, man, this show's not that new, but you love the show. I absolutely was crazy yeah. for it. And you know what? Damn near is crazy for Ozark. And they're signed. Oh, so Ozark. Everyone's talking about Ozark. Mm-hmm. You, know, you, know, you didn't like it? Chris, man. I, 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 okay, first of all, I agree. I spent some time in the Ozarks, and the, those characters are a little exaggerated. But Well, of course they are. My problem is that as people die on the show, you know, it's supposed to be this kind of fish out of water, these kind of like yeah. normal people who are in these extraordinary circumstances. I'm sorry, when there's a dead body shows up on my on my, you know, uh, out in front of my house or whatever, I'm gonna freak out. And none yeah. of those characters do. Like deaths happen and they kind of move on. Oh, from you mean it. when the vultures come and eat uh, the dead animals? No, when like the guy, what the 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 guy who runs the uh, uh, strip club like washes up on their. On their deck, you know, on their. Uh, well, I don't think they like. were surprised the fact that they, that guy was dead. You know, well, I, the guy who got electrocuted, right? Uh, yeah, yeah, but even at the yeah, the, no, the, they uh, fucking electrocuted him. Of the, course, the, they're not surprised. I don't, I, kept, I, I don't yeah. want to give anything away, but at the very end, the one person dies. At the very, very end of the first. Oh season. yeah, and and yeah. it's like. Just uh, Jason Bateman's character is just kind of like, oh, okay. Here's one more thing I got to deal with. I'm like, come on, he would have well, freaked you know out. What? He was he was so traumatized by the rest of it, possibly that uh, it was kind of a godsend that that particular person died in that show. I, I think it's got a lot of potential, and I'll I'll watch. Man, the I love season. it. it it's shot really well, particularly ju- for the performance of a young actress named Julia Garner. Yeah, she's really good. I was half-ass watching the first episode, and I just I you know it didn't engage me. It didn't. I got to give it another, give it another run shot. through. Give it another yeah. shot. Give it another shot. Harris Eulen, who yeah. plays this old guy, and is marvelous. I you know I. I'll give it another shot. I usually I, a have lot a, of people are talking up. I usually show. have a Laura Linney problem because I'm not real fond of her. Ooh, I like her. You I know, do. I do. Most like guys that. do. I was in a movie with her early on. So mm-hmm. what movie you know, was that? Experience? Primal Fear. Okay. Okay. Yeah, not really. You know, not really a great experience. But yeah. um, uh, but uh, also she seems to just constantly play pissed off people all the time. Yeah. It's kind of, you know, yeah, I, dissatisfied and angry and yeah. judgy. I've been watching Glow, or I watched Glow. That was kind of my favorite show. You know who's good in that the, is, is uh, Mark, Mark Maron. Mark Maron yeah. is really good. You He's know? good. Um, th- Did you see him in Easy, his episode of Easy, the thing that Joe Swanberg shoots He's great in Easy. Yeah, he's marvelous but, in that. Uh, my but, friend Angie Mead played his ex-girlfriend in the the first scene of that 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 episode and it was all shot at lemmings yeah wow. oh she was in hung too oh yeah oh different di- di- no no different girl different girl easy's oh, a good local God. chicago show i do like easy yeah i like i like it yeah. i like that you see so many you know cool chicago actors in it. hannibal burris and, locations yeah. too back to glow i think i like allison brie in it you know, yeah. I've heard I've heard some mixed things about her performance from people. Why? But I like her. What, what, what do you mean? What what don't they like about? Her? I th- I uh, think she's been terrific I from th- the beginning. Yeah, I think. Well, I think um, you know maybe it's that just it's just her she, as the main is character. She the one, you know? yeah. I think people can take her or leave her. She very bangs easily. her friend's uh, husband or boyfriend. Yeah, there's that, and she has you know she's just 
she has like that really nice uh, kind of Susie cream cheese thing going. Yeah, yeah sure, yeah. sure. Yeah, I, I I think the one who steals the show is this girl Brittany Young, the uh, uh, real um, big lady. Uh, Who's real busty like yeah. a model? No, yeah, her, no, her, no, no. Her father's a wrestler. Her father her is. I, I for, I'm forgetting who the legendary wrestler is, but her, she's her character's name is Carmen Wade. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah she's great. She's, she's so great. adorable. She's the great. one who plays like the model. You know, she's also yeah. Wonderful she's good too. in it she's, too. Uh, all the women in that show. Are, it's just a showcase for yeah. really fine women actors. Yeah, that's you know? that's Betty Gilpin. Yeah, and it's yeah, it's in general. It is a great. I love that cast. show from the beginning. Yeah, you know. Yeah, every episode, kind of like Patriot, gets better and better. You know what? I'm only up to like five. Uh, but yeah, I I want to watch the rest of it because I'll Finish tell you what. Up I cared about everybody. Two. I, I cared about everybody on that show. Okay. Yeah. No. You know? Yeah. That's a good feeling when you can have a show and you care about everyone and like them and yeah. love them. Did you? Did either of you guys watch Catastrophe? I watched some of that. No. Oh, it's hysterical. Oh. Chris. Mom showed me the first yeah. two episodes. You yeah. know what? It is funny. It was one of those things where you're like, "Mom, stop! stop. Like, I don't no, want to watch no. this." What, wanna... What's it on? It was great. It's on, it's on Amazon. It's on, it's on Amazon, Amazon yeah. but I think Lifetime picked it up. Hmm. So I watched The Deuce last night. The new HBO is, is show. Is it on? Yeah. The pilot is on. It's like it's like a movie. It's like almost two hours long. How is it? I gotta tell you, I thought it was pretty good. Well, I love I love the writers George Pelicanos and, and Richard Price too, the best in the business. How long is the pilot? It's long. It's like yeah. I I, I want to say it's an like 120 minutes or something. It's yeah. it's pretty long. But I'll tell you, um, I was I'm always uh, um, afraid when an actor is going to play their twin, and James uh, Franco. Totally pulls it off. I'm 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 always afraid when James Franco is going to do something. <laughs> You're not yeah. a Franco guy. You know what? He's I, he's phenomenally talented. Yeah, you know, I want to hate him, but very, God, yeah, I do good. too. Yeah, you can't hate. I do that too guy. because he's always bouncing around the art world, like M. James Franco. Is I'm he bouncing around, too. or is he just does he just like art? Uh, <laughs> he likes art, but he's you know he like curate shit, and you know it's like who I'm, says he can't curate shit? I don't know. I don't know. I'm. Well, back to the show. <laughs> I, I understand. It's, it's I understand. really well done. And and I'll tell you what's interesting is it reminded me a lot. Well, Maggie Gyllenhaal's in it, right? Yeah, and she's really she's really she's good always too. great. Yeah. You know, she's great. Yeah. Did you see her in Secretary? Oh, of no. course. Oh, oh man, Max, <laughs> Max. I mean, just a movie poster for that. Max, is... run, don't walk. <laughs> James James Spader. Yeah, that's a really good one. That came out a while ago, right? It came out, I think. I want to say that was her first starring role, yeah. actually. Yeah. I think I what know of it. What do you think, 2001, 2002, something like that? Or... 2002. Yeah. 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 So So how is okay. it? Okay. It was good. It was really good. It, I, you know, it's that great 70s era um, New York City. When New York was dangerous and fun. Yeah. And it's, I mean, in the first episode, it's, 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 you know, um, you just get introduced to all, to a handful of characters. You know, they, the, I, the plot doesn't necessarily, I don't feel like things are getting started. It's just kind of like, okay, here's the world that these people live in. And it's, it's, it's really well done. It's really well done. The acting's top notch. The cinematography was really good. The yeah. sets are good. Like what keep kept blowing me away is all the cars. Like how, where did yeah. they get all these they cars went and from? Found all these seventies muscle cars. Yeah. yeah, you know they attempted 
something a little like that with that vinyl show. Yeah, and you know what? Which I of, hated in the first 15 they, minutes. They've kind of done bad, it uh, with bad. I'm Dying Up Here of the 70s stand-up yeah, scene. I like that I show a lot. I like the actors. I don't like the writing. Yeah, know? yeah, yeah. There's something. Um, there's a little something about the they writing. They need a that's, better writer's that's, room. That's lame. You know? But the acting is good, man. The acting. I'd love to see him get another season and sharpen up that writer's room. Sure. You know? I think they're gonna get a second season, from what I've been hearing. Yeah. And um, I like the fact that they've casted stand-up comedians, man. I think that's important. I think it's important to cast. Yeah. Um, Especially when you're doing movies yeah. about a comic, why wouldn't you just cast real comics stand-up just, guys? You know, comics just seem to me to be like the most hostile people in the world. I, I've been I've been kind the of in that world lately. In the world, uh, I've know? been doing Second City and and the Annoyance yeah. uh, for the last year and is a that, half. Is there something to just that? Studying. Um, there's a lot of good people in comedy. There's a lot of weird people in comedy. I'll just leave yeah. it at that. Um, Have you been reading any of this stuff with Tig Notaro and Louis C.K.? No. It's kind of all over the internet. Chris, have you seen any of this? I haven't. No, I miss it. What's going on? Uh, just some unsavory charges have been kind of leveled at Louis C.K. Hopefully right? it's not true. Who but... I think is really funny. You yeah. Know? What kind of charges? Spill the beans, well, man. It's like you know, sexual harassment type. But stuff, the, he, that's know. been floating around about him for a while now. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's I, not new. It seems to have picked up a little more gravity, though. Yeah, you know. Um, and, and what's weird about it is that uh, he is uh, one of the producers of her show. Yeah. You know, um, she had a show on uh, Amazon called One Mississippi, you know. So I don't know. You know, I don't know if there's any veracity to it or not. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. know. But it's out there. If it is, I would be bummed because I'm a a Louis C.K. fan. I like him. Same here. Yeah. Well, you know. We we don't know what goes on. No, but, no. But, you, you, know. you know, comics, I mean, they're notoriously angry guys, you know. They're very yeah. insecure. You know, you I know? mean, it seems to be the fuel for that engine. Yeah, I think, yeah, and I think it's a lot of the time they're kind of trying to, I think they force themselves to kind of uh, get out there. And with that comes a lot of uh, aggressive, you know, yeah. uh, an attitude that you, that you kind of need to have when you get on stage yeah. and you talk to people and make them laugh. You have to have this fuck you attitude to yeah. the crowd. You you what you were a fan of I'm dying up here. You know the one character whose father, you know, kills himself in the yeah. guy's car? Yeah. Who, the father is played by... That relationship by a, bums me out. I know. <laughs> the father is played by Glenn Marshauer, who's a phenomenal actor. Yeah. You know, he was yeah. in 24, and he's been in a bunch of yeah. things. He's a great and it's actually one of the more interesting, despite it being a bummer. It's one of the more interesting things in the show. Yeah, Yeah. Uh, but 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 his son is like such an asshole. You know, it's like. But you kind of see, you kind of see through the relationship. Why you know his dad only cared about his car, his dog, his you know this, and it's like you know he's watching his dad care about all these pretentious things in the world, and you know like. He doesn't feel him. any love, man. Yeah, so how can you not turn out Although like a stand-up the, the comedian? One, yeah, the one part where the father is watching him do his stand-up. Kill, and he's killing it. And he's killing it. Uh, I, I, I kind of, 
even though I don't much like that character, I was kind of pulling for him, you know. So. Oh, I, I think, I think I think that character is interesting. I think in the beginning, like those first couple episodes, you're like, what an asshole! Like, what yeah. a, like, like he doesn't like. You're just thinking he doesn't deserve Carson. He doesn't deserve yeah, to be yeah, this great yeah. stand-up because his attitude is wrong. <clears throat> yeah, but. Then you see. Then you sort realize of, they all got the same attitude. Yeah, they're you, all, you see they're that. All kind yeah. of jerks. You see, they're all kind of selfish in their own way. But I, I think after you kind of see what drives that guy, you know, his dad just being completely dismissive. Yeah. Of you know what he's going after, I think you start to lighten up and and kind of like. Yeah, him. I mean, I, I I'm willing to give it. I hope they get another season. I'd yeah. Like to see it. Yeah, know? and this is killing me. That that. Uh, that that character, the character's name is is Bill. It's Bill Hobbs, and it's played by Andrew Santino, who does a good job. He's, he's a good actor. Yeah, he's know? a good actor. He's a good comic. I mean, a bunch too. of a, a bunch of those guys. I understand they're all stand-up comics. They're yeah. really quite good as actors. Yeah, and and the actors themselves are good in it too. Uh, Melissa Leo hams it up. A oh little boy. bit, but uh, you think, man? Yeah. I'll tell you, I, she chews I, it up big time. You I know? I'd never heard of this show before. I just looked it up, and yeah. ro- and the the critics are not fans. No, 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 no. no, no, no. <laughs> they got like a fifty one percent. You know what? Rating on <laughs> I mean, on could, Rotten Tomatoes. Oh man, I'm recommending the wrong show. Oh. No, the, no, that's okay. The, no, the know? bones of the the bones of a good show are there. Yeah, you know, it's yeah. just they need They're, they need better writers. They need yeah. to walk into that writers room and just fire the lot of them. Yeah, their average audience score is eighty seven percent though. So people yeah. like it. It's just the critics. Well, yeah. they got Ray Donovan as a lead in. You know. Um, or whatever else was on. How Showtime do you feel about Ray Donovan? I only see you and Mom watching it, and every time I look, they're like saying something con- like controversial, or you know, uh, um, they're doing something like violent that's kind of pushing the envelope there. Yeah, I mean, your Is, mom likes it more than I do, but uh, it's kind of grown on me just yeah. because <clears throat> it features a really hammy ass performance by John Voight. Dude, who I think is absolutely nuts. How hammy was John Voight in Anaconda? Oh, Christ. I mean, <laughs> well, but that movie does was designed. I'm sure that role was designed yeah. for him to be hammy. Yeah, but yeah. I mean, I just I just don't believe it. It's just it's yeah. I mean, it's incredibly but, messed uh, up. But there's some, there's some, some incredibly uh, good work by uh, Eddie Marson. And, mm-hmm. and Liev Schreiber, who I think yeah. is a marvelous actor. Man, that, five seasons that show. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's hung in there. Yeah. Okay, every okay. I'll, I gotta check it year out. by There's year. There's a lot of James Elroy rattling around in the bones of it. Oh, okay. that's cool. Because I look at it, it, looks like the Bodyguard, the TV show is what it no, looks like. No, nothing the like that. Okay, year it, by it's year. It's definitely grimier, man. It's, okay, it's really. Sleazy. I look at the show. It looks like it's kind of going off the rails. Is it off the rails at this point? You know. I always want to think that, but I keep watching it. Okay, you know, yeah, sometimes you enough. get you get you get attached to the characters, and you want to yeah. see what happens. Oh yeah. yeah, you know, people thought Homeland was going off the rails. It for me, it's only gotten better. Is I mean, is I that really... the is that that show with like Stop the Terrorist twenty four type? No, it's not like twenty four okay. at all. It's like Claire Danes and uh, Mandy Patinkin. 
Uh, I think yeah. you're right, Max. But I it's agree. like terrorist yeah. shit. Yeah. yeah. Government. Yeah, I can't CIA. do it. I like it way more than you guys do. That stuff drives me I, nuts. You know, I watched the first two seasons, and um, I like the first season. I like the Claire Danes character. I like yeah. the fact that she's a little broken and is is you know having you know suffering from. Oh, uh, she's like uh, bipolar as hell. You yeah. Know? But in the second season, there was some sort of like assassination attempt or something, and it just it it got like unbelievable for me, like really quickly, and I was like, this is yeah, this but you is, know, not and, for my dad though. <laughs> in Trump's America, I can believe anything can happen. I honestly do. Yeah, yeah I guess that's true. Uh, but the British actor, the the redhead who was, I don't know if he's still on the show anymore, but... Um, oh, uh, the guy who's on Billions now. Yeah. What is his name? Damien Lewis, I think. Yeah, Damien yeah. Lewis. He's great. He's a great actor. He's a really... I liked him in uh, Band of Brothers a lot. And he I loved it. him in that. I, I don't like Billions so much because it's got a couple really good actors, Paul Giamatti and him. Doing some kind of implausible stuff, and neither one of the characters is likable. Yeah, it's yeah. Like when you're you... just hoping these assholes just kind of burn each other. Down, and they're and know? they're like, are they politics or are they are they? One uh, guy's a politician, and the other guy See, is like a multi-zillionaire. It's like know? what we were talking about with House of Cards. It's like once, you, like like that first season of House of Cards is amazing. It was great, and then you just Second watch more was evil good. shit. You're like. I still it's like that old. show. Okay, I, I know. I right agree. I watched, you're not right. You're you know, not they lost. They lost me right after season. No, two, but I mean, Kevin know? Spacey's. That's you know, you can watch that show for Kevin Spacey I and hold on to it for Boy, him, for him like alone. Him. So I, I, I get do it. Not like I get it. In anything? In anything? Come on, dude. No, he's just smug and smarmy. I don't like. He's it. A now great him actor, as a person, man. though, not not his not his characters and stuff. Oh no, he's a he's a wonderful actor. You've seen okay. you know, you've seen I'm that just part. Not a fan. I just don't like the guy. Have yeah. you seen him when he imitates? I wonder if I can pull this. He's up and one get of the it. best impressionists in the world. Oh, Al Pacino, uh, Christopher Walken. No, yeah, everybody. But Johnny Donald, Carson. Yeah, your father. But he tells his great story of Al Pacino <laughs> on Glengarry Glen Ross. This watch <laughs> and his ass for you. Christopher Walken, everybody. Christopher, yeah. what was it like working with uh, Tarantino? Crazy. It was crazy. <laughs> I didn't know we had a guest. Yeah, we oh, we have Christopher Walken <laughs> on the show. Did you sneak him in there? I ate yeah. a sandwich made of uh, rubber bands, and it was very chewy sandwich. <laughs> Get the picture? <laughs> so Jonathan Demme made me once do my Christopher Walken for Christopher Walken. Really? What That's do you think? Great. Yeah. He kind of smiled, and, uh, you know. <laughs> you know, Kevin Pollack told this great story about being invited to Christopher Walken's star on Hollywood Boulevard, because Pollock does the best Christopher Walken in the world, right? So he gets a little reception thing before they're going to do the star, and he gets there. He walks into the room, and the only one there is Christopher Walken, and they've never actually met before. You know, unbeknownst to him, Watkins got all the other people, like, in another room. And uh, Christopher Walken goes, you're that guy. <laughs> you know, you're, you're that guy. Uh, you've, had, you've had some fun with me. I've seen you on the TV. You know, and, uh, and you know, Watkins probably, like, stammering. And he's realizing just how fucking big Christopher Walken is. He's really tall. tall yeah. 
And he's in great shape. I mean, the guy, you know, he was a broad. He started on Broadway, a song and dance man. And Kevin Pollock's a little dude. Little right? tiny. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know? yeah. So Kevin Pollock's like, well, nah, yeah, that's great, uh, Chris. We're all the other people. It's just you and me, <laughs> you know. And he's he's beginning to get nervous, and then all of a sudden, walking can't hold the, the ruse together anymore, you know. Um, <laughs> But I thought it was the coolest thing in the world, like cornering the guy and like for two or three minutes just making him face you alone. You know, a guy's been imitating you on TV forever, you know? Yeah, I'm trying. Oh, man. I- Stay away from my chocolate, you hog. <laughs> <laughs> the Ma- ice is going to break. Oh, that was terrible. Oh, yeah. no, no, that no, dead like- zone when he's. Do the, the ice is going to break. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, you just shit on mine. Oh man, I've been practicing Can walking. I do- Wait, let me, let me. always tells me. Let me that- pull up that. Let me pull up that sound bite. I think we're allowed to to play that. Uh, Fuck it, I don't care if we are. Yeah, if we got anyway. sued for that, that'd be hilarious. Uh, ice is gonna break. <laughs> we should we should probably end on that. Here, yeah. Let's see. The ice is gonna break. <laughs> <laughs> Let's see how dead on you were. The ice is gonna break. I did a pretty good <laughs> job, pretty, didn't I? Pretty right? good. Right? Yeah, you did, Tony. <laughs> that was pretty good, dude. I, well, you know what? I'm gonna keep practicing my walkingisms. You know. The, the ice, ice is gonna, gonna break. break. <laughs> that amazing. What, what movie is that from? The Dead Zone. The Dead Zone, which is it's actually a great good. movie, it's man. Great. Yeah. It's actually good. When I think of all the Stephen King things, and I'm a huge Stephen King fan, all the things they've attempted, that's one of the ones that really succeeded. That is so funny. I was reading this article on The Shining, the book, versus yeah. the movie, versus that shit miniseries Stephen King tried to make out of revenge. Yeah. And you know who wins? Stanley Kubrick. Yeah. He took the book and he made it a real horror movie. It was well, amazing. He made a work of art. He did. He changed horror movies, too. Stephen King hated that movie. Because it's just so yeah. much better than anything he could you know have what? done. I see Stephen King's point. No. I'm a fit. Now, look, there's a lot of Kubrick I don't fucking like at all. Oh, of course. And he's one of those guys who had the critics buffaloed. It's like, it must be brilliant at Stanley Kubrick. Definitely. Well, take a look at Clockwork Orange now. It hasn't aged well. Um, someone, you know, I would disagree. Um, I would have pulled about 20 minutes out of 2001. You know, it That's becomes a, ponderous. And, uh, while I do agree with, um, that Stanley Kubrick is often, uh, over, eyes wide shut. I love Eyes Wide Shut. Dude, yeah. that is Controversy that is great suspense. Raging. That is great suspense. Controversy Eyes Wide raging shut. here at the Max and Tony show. No, that's fine. That's I think that's what people finally hey, want. You know what? What I love about Kubrick, Doctor Strange Love. Classic. That's a yeah. good one. Yeah. Paths of Glory. For me, it, um, it's full metal. Full metal jacket. Full metal yeah, jacket. Chris. Yeah. And I know you guys I mean, you I'm talking about this. You guys aren't big war movie fans either. So no, not it's, at all. it's interesting not to hear all, Max but say he oddly likes enough, that one. oddly enough. It's interesting. That one reached me. Just the training camp, the... the whole first half of that movie is is kind of what makes a soldier, and yeah. it's terrifying. And and then the 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 war scene is a descent into bestiality. It's yeah. absolutely the oh, yeah. fucking horror of war, just like Goya. Yeah, you know? it's it's one of the I like 
I should I should kind of talk about my my stance on war movies here. I like them if they can show the you know the horrors of of the a gravity. war. Yeah, I'm a really a lot. I like war movies that a lot of people don't like. Um, you know, I like. I like casualties of war with Sean Penn and Michael yeah, J. Fox. I, I think I, that's I, one I, of the most underrated movies. Hmm. And a lot of people hate it, mostly because it's really cynical and it's really, it's really grim. It's really grim, but it also shines a light on what, you know, things that happen over there that Yeah. That people we don't want to Yeah. Admit to. Yeah. Yeah. You know, Max. At some point, we should do a, a war movie breakdown. Sure. Yeah. I, I well, would, I, I've seen I a bunch of them. I, I'm not fond of them. You know. Um, you know, everybody's after me. Go see Dunkirk. No. You know, I. I haven't I, seen Dunkirk I, either. I did. I went to go see the 70 millimeter print up at uh, the Music Box, and I, I didn't. I didn't. I didn't like it. Okay. I've got. I got ripped on Reddit and. For really having that comment, but or having that opinion, but you know, I he breaks the story like it's three different stories being told at the same time. One one story is an hour long, one story is a day long, and the third story is a week long, and they're all mixed in together. And I just, I had it was just. I didn't think it was necessary to tell the story, and yeah. I did, and I cared zero for any of the characters. Wow. Yeah, it's weird. I'm not really big into like up and coming movie trailers or any of that. So when people uh, were like, "Hey, are you seeing Dunkirk?" I'm like, "What? What's that?" And everyone was kind of looking at me like I, I like I should have known what it was. Yeah. And it just really reminded me, I'm not paying attention to like new <laughs> movies that are coming out. I'm, kind I'm of very much either. in my own world. The only one I'm really, movies. really holding on some hope for is Blade Runner. You know, same. Yeah, I mean, I'm gonna see the Blade Runners. I'm gonna see the the remakes that I don't even agree with. I'm gonna see the superhero movies that I don't want being made. Some of them, but. Yeah, you know, those I, I can't even watch those. Now, I love. I was a kid who loved yeah, comic books, but like know? my head is not invested in that world anymore. You know, yeah. I remember when we used to go see a movie every Friday because I would. I, there was a worthy movie coming out that Friday. I but, had to take you and six of your friends. It cost me two hundred dollars to go to the movies. Oh man, because we'd buy. Oh, I. You know, pay their way in, and then. Uh, but we went we'd go solo. Go to the candy counter, Jesus yeah. Christ! We went solo a lot, though, man. I mean, I, yeah, I know. We I, saw a lot of I stuff. I don't think I. I think I think your we, mother used to get furious with me. The movies I would let you go see, like yeah, Jackass, when you were ten. That was the first rated R movie you took me yeah, to see. Yeah. yeah. Whatever happened to the whole bad parenting segment? Oh, we we will get into it, more it, shitty parenting. Yeah, that next was time. that was yeah. that was the Kinko story, uh, yeah. but. But I, I mean, we can talk about, we can continue on that. Jackass was the first R-rated movie. Yeah, I saw, and it was great. It was great. You loved it, and you know what? I kind of loved it because it was this confirmation for me that the one thing you have the right to be in America is stupid. Yeah, <laughs> you know, you and can, also you I have think... the right to do stupid shit, and there's a, there's a certain freedom in knowing that. And when I was, you know, eleven and twelve, you know skateboarding tony hawk all these extreme sports came back into the mainstream yeah as you know cool again i think someone interestingly said you know in the 90s skating was kind of for like outcasts and and losers and it it sort of was if you look at all the movies and all the kind of uh you know just things that portrayed skating back in that day it was like oh rebel outcast spray paint on the wall and jackass sort of took that 
and said, yeah, it's, re- it it's rebellious, a, a, but it's a fun. Medal of honor. It's, yeah. It doesn't have to be this, you know, hide in a corner thing. Let's be proud the about it. The guy skating. I used to love on Jackass was a guy who would keep waking his parents up in the middle Bam of the night. Margera. By, Bam Margera. Bam who brought like a fucking bull into his father's bedroom at like two yeah, in the morning. Was, lighting you know, fireworks I mean, off while he's going to the bathroom. Yeah, exactly. Love that stuff. Okay. It's funny. I mean, Bam Margera was like, he, he was like an anarchist. I just fucking love that yeah, guy. Yeah, and he started just in the suburbs of his like Pittsburgh town, like or Pennsylvania town, just yeah. uh, just just messing with people. Your mother would get so mad at me that I let you watch all. But that you shit. know what? Uh, it, like it really set the tone and it really it really helped my friend group you know guys yeah. like me Casey, you're telling him Ferentella, it's okay to be a delinquent but yeah. <laughs> like, like cody well, o'grady august marin greg meltzer marcus mckenzie we like we were all kids who skateboarded and we yeah. all needed someone to look up to and those guys were positive despite well, what, all the weird I, ridiculous yeah. stuff they did they were positive what I, what I would tell your mother is, look, it's better that he's like watching it on TV than out actually doing it, you know. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, that never washed, though. <laughs> you know. Well, we did it. We would do. We would repeat it to, I know, to a minor I know. degree. I mean, we we well, were we, we were also yeah. wussies. We wouldn't do like I, things I they did. Finally, but. saw some of the films that you and Ashkan made uh, during your your kind of jackass years. Jackass. When years. you sent Ashkan into the Dunkin' those Donuts, are, those with that are the box. cell phone years, yeah. man. Oh, oh, with the box. Okay, yeah. yeah. I mean, it that's was, a story for another time. Exactly. Man. That story's too long. But and yeah. in fact, you know what? We're out of time here at the Max and yeah. Tony show, but we had a great time. We wish we could talk for five more. You hours. got shout outs. Oh man, you know what? Shout out. Uh, Give one to Steve Swanson, the newlywed. Steve Swanson, uh, newlywed. Thank him for your edibles. Yeah, shout, shout out Kevin Fitzpatrick. He he just showed me some love about the podcast episode cool. three. That's my godfather. Na 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 Godfather. Um, and, uh, and shout out uh, Luke Elmore messaged me, man. Uh, he was talking about pastor asshole and all that, man, and, and what a sham of a church he's running. Oh, yeah, running. And yeah. And by the way. Thank you, Luke. Still up on our podcast page are the charities. Yes. Uh, for Texas, uh, Houston, Galveston, Corpus Christi. They're going to be right under this podcast, all exactly. the information. So, We're going to leave them up yeah. there because it is still uh, a, a great many people. 12,000 displaced people in shelters in just Houston alone. So this has been an absolutely tidal kind of uh, tragedy for a great many of our fellow citizens. So please, if you can, uh, support them and give. Donate. I donated to Houston Food Bank this week. Who would you donate to? I donated to Corpus Christi Food Bank. Cool, cool. Who are you donating to next week? I think I can... Donate to the uh, to alive who's going down there to bring back a bunch of dogs that are not great. You know, That's great. They're, yeah. uh, Kristen Girali and her crew at Alive are bringing down uh, two trucks full of supplies, and they're bringing back thirty or forty animals. Yeah. to uh, foster uh, foster homes, and then you know, hopefully place them in forever homes. I'm going to donate to the diapers. The diaper yeah, bank. exactly. Uh, you know, exactly. think of the babies. And you know, believe me, any in any amount, it is meaningful. You know, if it's Seriously. five bucks, ten bucks, uh, every little bit helps. And uh, you know, these are your fellow Americans. These are the people we share this uh, this country with. So. 
please uh, reach out and help out. Thank you so much. Thank you. Well, I've got friends to help me out. Take my hand, lead me about. like me anyway well i've got friends hey guys this is max fitzpatrick of the max and tony show you just heard our fourth episode big shout out to forbidden root beer next time you're in chicago check out their brewery on 1746 west chicago avenue we want to thank parkwalk productions the home of the max and tony show remember to check out adventureland gallery and the dime showroom on 1513 northwestern Adventureland Gallery is currently showing Michael Gaylord James until September 30th. Look out for Mark Hauser on October 6th from 7 to 10 p.m. Free admission, pet friendly, and free drinks. It's always a great time. If you want to access this podcast through my dad, go to TonyFitzpatrick.co or at his Instagram handle at TonyFitzpatrick9 or his Twitter handle at ThisTrain. If you'd like to access the podcast through me, Go to MaxwellFitzpatrick.com or my Instagram and Twitter handle at Max Fitzpatrick. Tune in next time for episode five. We will have Mike James this time. This is not a drill. Mike James will be in the building. Thank you. <laughs>